This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. Bacon, you gotta love it. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. The Eagle and North End 76 stations and on-the-fly service station on Collister and State. McDowell Specialty Repair. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC. Stop by their new location at 512 North 13th Street in Boise, online at sboyle.castlecookmortgage.com. And now, here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. This is your host, Skip Hall. Well, we're back in the saddle with John Strain uh, again today, and uh, we had a, an exciting program last week. If you missed it, you can go to our podcast, uh, 941thevoice.com slash Game Plan for Life. But in the second session, uh, I want John to kind of explain uh, this this ministry you got to ask, which is basically a campaign and curiosity, starting with a compelling question. So, John, welcome back to Game Plan for Life. Yeah, it's good to be back. Yeah. So let's talk about this you got to ask business. Well, this is, uh, like you said, it is a campaign and curiosity, and we like to go out and ask compelling questions because compelling questions – arrest attention, and as I shared in my story last week, they are persistently influential. Yes. And that was in my story of coming to know Christ. It was in your big yep, pivot, absolutely. as you shared about. So always there's a compelling question. Mm-hmm. And Jesus, of course, was the master question asker. Yeah. If you, I, uh, I've heard different numbers of, uh, depending on how what you count, you know, how many different questions is probably a lot less than the total number of recorded questions in the gospel, but he was big on it. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Skip, so we we talked about some of that last week. And the other, if we couple this notion, and this is what's really important, is that most people have significant God and life questions. They rarely get to explore well. Mm-hmm. And so when we as Christ followers can come in and provide a relational setting a safe place, a, some margin for somebody to uh, and then ask a compelling question. And by the way, I would define compelling uh, as, as something that they, it evokes interest in and grabs attention, and it's irresistible. They right. want to answer it. They yeah. have to answer it. Got to do it. And you know, as I mentioned, questions hijack the brain. So mm-hmm. The science people that do science. Uh, on questions, know that, mm-hmm. and um, and so when they have a chance to, in a the right setting, to really ask their questions, then uh, some real profound things happen. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we want to do. We just provide that setting. So um, I think uh, the thing that I like, I shared about the what I call the platinum question, mm-hmm. which is a rare and valuable uh, metal. Mm-hmm. It's an enduring metal. 
And so we're taking a question that has staying power. It's always relevant. It's very creative, and it just evokes a response. They have to answer it. And so the question was, assuming there's a God and you can ask God any question you want and get a response, or take him to task on some issue. Right. Imagine Lieutenant Dan in the mast of the ship yeah, and Forrest yeah, Gump. Yeah. Uh, what What is your question or what is your subject? And and I'll tell people, you don't have to get into it. Just just curious to hear what would you ask yeah. or what would your topic be? <clears throat> They, and I've never had a person refuse that yeah. in a dinner setting or in a personal setting. They all feel compelled. They want to answer it. And what happens, though, when they do answer it yeah. is, is they uh, expose something about how they're experiencing God. They pull the trigger. And, that, and you know what? It's a self-revelation. Mm-hmm. You, you get the sense that they are discovering what they think about God and how right. they're experiencing him. I find that fascinating, yeah. oh, it's... and so, and so it creates for a follow up opportunity. And so, so here's the thing about the the platinum question um, and any compelling question. They just assume nothing, and that's why I say let's just yeah. assume there's a God. I'm not gonna do that for everybody because a lot of people are not certain about it, or they're at least agnostic. Right. And then it invites any response when I say, or just take him to task on an issue. I'm inviting hostility. <laughs> And sometimes we hear that. Mm-hmm. I mentioned the guys at Rembrandt's. Yeah. One guy took that question down to Phoenix. It was on a golf course, <laughs> and he was in a break between the ninth and tenth holes, buying his Snickers bar or whatever. Yeah. The snack girl was there. He mm-hmm. he said, "I think I'll try the question here. Oh, I got question. a minute." Yeah. So he sets it up for, assuming there's a God, you can ask any question you want. Mm-hmm. Take him to task on an issue. You know, what would your subject be? Well, Skip, she dropped the f bomb. Really? She just said her question was, "What the f?" Yeah. I'm, I know I'm on Christian radio here, right. but I want people to feel the intensity of this. Right. And then he goes, and then she went into a two or three minute diatribe on everything wrong with the world. Yeah. In details. Blaming she, God. I mean, worldwide. Everything, yeah. and and basically her question was about if God is so good and all powerful, uh, why does He not do yeah. something about this yeah. mess? Yeah. And it, and she was raging on that, and he just he just stood and listened, <laughs> and then it was time for him to go tee off on yeah. the tenth. So he he you know thanked her, mm-hmm. and but he said, boy, I got schooled by that millennial, yeah. and that was a young woman. Yeah. And he was a shock. Oh yeah. But but so this stuff's there. Oh yeah. It's it's there yeah, for sure for sure. Well, you never know though until until you ask. Asks you gotta ask. Yeah. <laughs> I want to I want to tell this story while I'm thinking about it. So when I was coaching at the University of Washington one day, a prominent attorney called me up, and uh, at first I thought, well, am I going to jail or what? <laughs> and he said, Coach, I want to take you to lunch down at the Seattle Yacht Club. Very nice place on the water and so I said okay let's pick a day and he came picked me up we went down to the yacht club we're sitting there having a nice lunch we're talking about the football season coming up and all of a sudden he popped a question huh he said coach what makes you so different from the other coaches and I said what do you mean he said well you don't yell and scream and swear and you carry yourself, you know, you, you, you don't uh, go nuts. And, 
And uh, I said, well, do you really want to know? And he said, absolutely. Well, he was a Catholic man. He attended his services uh, regularly, but he didn't know the Lord. Um, so I told him my story, my testimony. And when I got done, big tears welled up in his eyes and started running down his cheeks. And his name was Greg. And I said, Greg, what's, what's, what's the matter? He said, Coach, that's exactly what I need in my life. He'd, he'd been uh, pretty much uh, an alcoholic, um, family issues. And so anyway, he said, I want that. And so I said, well, do you want to pray to receive Christ? Right there in the, mm. in, in the yacht club. There's dignitaries all around us. So we prayed right there for him to receive Christ. Oh. We walked out to the car to get in. And he said, Coach, can we pray again? I just want to make sure this takes. <laughs> <laughs> But you wow. see, that was that was a question that just and he, and he became a very faithful believer, and and uh, he passed away a couple of years ago. But his his life changed, his whole world changed. Skip, you know, and this is the whole point of this. Yeah. And uh, as I started, most people yeah. have significant God and life questions. Oh, absolutely. They rarely. So here's what's interesting, though, that I I want to point out about your story is that why would he ask? And, and because you were living a compelling life. Yeah. And he saw something that was different yeah. from the other coaches, so and, to speak. Yep. And and in, and I think of First Peter 3.15 is he was seeing Christ set apart in your life and your heart. And then there was a readiness in you yeah. to make a defense, to give an explanation for the hope in you, give an account for the hope that is in you. And, and I always go, why would they ask? And that's what we want. But one of the things uh, that I think can help trigger this a little faster, and this is where I want to speed this up a yeah, little bit yeah. in a relational way, if, if we're out asking compelling questions and we're doing a really good job of listening, mm-hmm. um, I think more people are going to kick the question back to us. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, 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 of course, then we may have some other issues going on. Maybe we feel like, well, I – you know, I don't, I'm a hypocrite, I don't live well mm-hmm. enough, or I'm not worthy, you know, I, so I'm on the guilt cycle, or I'm on the right. shame cycle, or I don't know enough, and I'm afraid that they're going to ask me something. And I yeah. go, don't worry about all that. Yeah. You just be the person who takes an interest in them, and you've received amazing grace, so give amazing grace and listen mm-hmm. well. Ask a compelling question, and then just listen. Listen, yeah. And then, and then God will show you what to do with it, as He did you yeah, that day. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine that you saw yourself as a flaming evangelist, ready to just no, introduce no, a guy, no. to, a fellow coach, to Christ. Right? Well, I was, I was not ready for that question at all. But when He asked it, I was because I knew the, I knew what I sure, needed to do. Yeah, yeah. And uh, but yeah, asking those questions and listening to people, um, very important. Well, I wow, that's that that's that's where we want to go with all this, and um, yeah. So the we we talked about the platinum question, and uh, what I love about it is that a person can take that into the trenches of their life. They yeah. go to work, they can where they recreate in their neighborhood uh, with their family members. Uh, simple as sitting around a dinner table, mm-hmm. but um, so that question—it's simple and sticky. Yeah, it's memorable, and I've noticed that. Um, and I, I want to share a story briefly about 
my friend Steve. And uh, so we hosted an adventure dinner, or his neighbor did, mm-hmm. his neighbor Kyle. And um, Steve and his wife came, and that question was brought up in the third course, as I mentioned last week. And so they had heard it then, but some months went by, maybe even a year, and Steve and I, we had gone to coffee and talked about other questions, and he was uh, listening to some stuff. But eventually, one day, he came in, and we were getting ready to boot up a discussion group that he was going to participate in. He had never done this Mm -hmm. before, and so he asked me a question. He said, so is there a Bible for dummies? <laughs> and I said, well, there yeah. actually literally it fits, is. You it fits, go to, uh, it's all. You could go to Barnes oh, & yeah. Noble and buy one. Yeah. Uh, but I said, but why are you asking that? And yeah. so anyway, that got us into some bigger questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and that day, we had a similar experience. Yeah. We went, left the, the place there, talked through the gospel and God's love for him and provision of Christ, pay for his sins, and his response. And I said, Steve, this is probably not the best spot here, but let's go sit in the Suburban. And his neighbor, Kyle, was there. So we yeah. went and sat in the car, and, he, and we had a prayer. Wow. And uh, so he got involved with uh, the Foundation Series, which was mm-hmm. discovering, you know, understanding the gospel better and how to grow in that. Well, we got to a place where we're going to talk about um, how do we talk to other people about this yeah. and explain what has happened and what, what this is about. And so I, sa- so I introduced the platinum question mm-hmm. to the guys, and I said, I want you to just go, uh, go to your dinner table and just say, guys, I have a really fun question that I heard w- at my men's group. I'd like to just kind of hear how you respond mm-hmm. and just put it out there and see what happens with your kids with, you know, if and so uh, S- Steve, uh, of course, he, his family is a typical family that is running to and fro. They didn't have dinner together for like two weeks because <laughs> <Really? laughs> they're doing sports. Yeah. So they get home one night, and, he, and they're in the hot tub, and he goes, I think I'm going to ask the question. <laughs> so he did, Skip. And yeah. guess what? Uh, wow. His, all, yeah, each family member shared their response. But his daughter shared something that was so significant, and he, and he didn't betray their confidence, but he gave us kind of the nature of, of what their questions were. They were massively important. Mm-hmm. And at the end of that time, I said, Steve, can you imagine not knowing those things? And he goes, I can't imagine not knowing yeah. that. I, this, these are just huge things. And so, but it was the... The compelling, the platinum question that raised it up and also kind of, he also discovered how they were experiencing God. And, and, you know, A.W. Tozer said, what comes into our minds when we think about God is the most important thing about us. And so that's why I love the platinum question Mm -hmm. because it raises that up and that gives it, we just get to the point right away, but in a way that doesn't feel uh, oppressive to them. So... So for Steve, it was simple and sticky. He remembered the question mm-hmm. immediately. Uh, so he was able to share that with somebody else. And the other thing I mentioned, it's non-threatening and compelling. People want to answer it. It's dual and therefore doable and reproducible. Um, all of the guys that I know who try, wanted to use it did and with good effect. And then the other part of this is it's an easy setup and yeah. follow-up, yeah. you know, 
um, you can circle back later. You just listen, and then you can circle back later. Uh, and I was at uh, uh, in a physical therapy building the other day and had a guy working on me, and he said, so what do you do? <laughs> I gave him my one-liner, and yeah. most people have significant God in life questions. I said, for example, yeah. and I gave him the platinum question. And he started wrestling with that, and then and uh, and then he started – I said, well, I followed it up. I had another question. Mm-hmm. I said, so of all the questions you could have asked, Ben, why that one? Yeah. And he goes – Actually, he goes, I think it's more because my wife is struggling with that question. I go, really? Mm-hmm. And, I, and so we chatted about that a little bit, and I said, well, I think you should go home and ask your wife this question yeah. and see if that is the case mm-hmm. and what she says about it. So he did, Skip. Yeah. He came back my next appointment with him, and he's working on me again. And he <laughs> said, well, I asked my wife the question. <laughs> And I said, really, tell me about it. So we, we talked about it. And then he said, and also I was sitting outside with a friend, and we were just kind of smoking cigars and looking at the Milky Way, and, 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 he, and I popped the question on him. <laughs> and I go, what did he say? Contagious. And so, so it is contagious. So, and so there are people that maybe, you know, uh, that, that will jump in and use it. And so it informs and trains both the asker and the listener and uh, we all have to wrestle with all these important questions. And so what better way than to do that non-threateningly yeah. and to, you know, to get, get it going with you got to ask. You, you just got to ask. So, you got to ask. So anyway, again, this one assumes nothing about the person's beliefs and it invites any response, even hostility, and it reveals what is longed for. Mm-hmm. And people are really working to try to put this world together. Yeah. They yeah. need help. They need assistance yeah. and empathy and listeners. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I've got another story that pops into my head. <laughs> um, so we were at the Orange Bowl uh, again with uh, the University of Washington. We were playing Oklahoma, which, uh, again, we did, we did win that game. But during uh, a Christmas Eve dinner, we were all sitting, coaches and wives and players, and everybody is enjoying a great meal, and we had some entertainment. And my wife, Virginia, noticed that one of the coaches' wives was not there with her husband. And so after the dinner and everything, we asked him. His name was Dan. We said, Dan, where's Rose? And he said, she left me that day. She got on a plane, and that was it. And he said, I, I don't know what to do. He said, I'm just floating. So I invited him up to our room. We had a good talk. And he was Catholic. And I asked him if he'd like to pray to, to receive Christ because that's going to be the answer to where you're at. Hmm. And he said, yes. And so we did. But then he said, you know, what do I have to do? I said, you already did it. <laughs> you just have to ask. <laughs> ask the Lord to <laughs> come into ask. my life. <laughs> you just you just got to ask, and he had a hard time with that. He he felt like he had to do something, you know, to earn this this privilege of receiving Christ. And I said, No, Dan, all you got to do is ask. Wow! And and that changed his life again. And for years, he'd he'd write us notes of appreciation. But anyway, hmm. you got to ask. What I love about so this question, uh, Skip, you know, we you've come full circle for him. Mm-hmm. And, and where I'm going with, okay, so we start with the platinum question, and then I said, so of all the questions to Ben, 
why that one? You could have asked any, why did you ask that one? And so what I get is some life context. And then uh, as we talk about that for a while, you know, we, there are about three more questions that I might like to ask. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of in logical sequence, and we'll jump into those in our further interviews here yep. as we go down the road. In fact, we'll do more on that question I just mentioned there. But the next question that I like to find out is, well, how would you answer that question for yourself right now? Mm-hmm. And, you know, oftentimes that, then the person admits to themselves, and I guess to me too, that they yeah. go, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. And most people will look at me and just say, I don't know the foggiest idea how to answer that question. Question number four. Well, who's, who do you have in your life that you could go talk to about that? Mm-hmm. Like, is there somebody that traffics in that kind of thing? Or do you have some resources, uh, books, article, whatever, you know, some place to go that you could put that question and get help, have somebody customize, you know, right. think it through in a customized way for you. And people, most people don't again. And sometimes by that point, people are looking back at me, as, as one guy did, you know, down at the fork. And he said, well, how would you answer that question? And, and because he asked, uh, right. I, I can enter in on it a little bit. But I, I gave him a, a real brief answer at that point. But uh, I said, well, I would look at it this way. But I think it's a monster question. And that was evil and suffering. And he had already confided that he had lost his niece. And and so there was a really weighty story there that I knew, so I, I could give a re, an appropriate response in that case. But then I like to bring it full circle, and it mm-hmm. comes back to this, and this is like the fifth question. Um, and I don't do this all at once, right. hardly ever, right. but just kind of as successive contacts mm-hmm. with people. But I might say, well, you know, have you ever thought about just asking God? The que- I mean, just what do you got to lose? Just shoot it up there. Yeah. <laughs> just ask him. And it seems to me that um, that will – now, their reaction to that will expose, again, as Tozer says, what they think about God. Yeah. Is he capable? Is he willing? And, you know, and you really come down to those two components often. Uh, is, he, is he? Does he like me enough? Does he love me enough? Does he care at all? Is he even there to care? But what have you ha- what do you have to lose by asking? Mm-hmm. You got to ask, otherwise, how will you know? Right. If you don't, Good and ask. so so you can see how this kind of comes full circle, and at that point, then things about God come out uh, and how they're thinking about Him, and then I might get more personal at that point with the gospel, and and they might hear a little bit more of my own story mm-hmm. and how I segued into that that I took yeah. assumed that there was a God who cared. That he's creator and he's interested in me, and I thought, well, what do I have to lose then to, you know, go palms up and palm desert, as right. I said, and uh, find out, find out, because I didn't know what was going to happen, but I thought, but at least I'll ask, you and he's gotta God. Ask. Yep. Yep. Gotta ask. Yep. And uh, well, these are real life stories. I mean, this this is uh, our feet are on the ground, and it's it's true. I mean, this these questions are out there, and uh, but you got to ask. To get the answers. Yes. Well, yeah, I look forward to, uh, you know, people need a roadmap in this. And uh, right. so we want to provide a relational roadmap that's flexible. Yeah. But they have a little bit of, of track to run on. And I, th- I think we put ourselves under too much pressure mm-hmm. about all this. Mm-hmm. I think we need to go out and have fun with people and 
People are fascinating. Their questions are. And if we don't know answers, right. just stop and go, boy, that's a good question. I'm not even sure how I would answer that right off. Yeah. But yeah. the fact that you asked it, it's so good, and I see how it's relevant to your life, I, I'm going to think about that too. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe we can chat about that again someday. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and and then go out and then and, and you know train yourself up or find somebody. So I'm I'm talking to Christ followers saying, yeah. well, who is in your life? Exactly. What is your question? Yeah. Who's there to help you figure out right. how to respond to those kind of right. things? Right. And do it for yourself first. Put the oxygen mask there on you yourself, That's and it. then maybe you'll be there to help another person too. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, John, this is all fascinating stuff, and. You know, there's going to be a book coming out. Um, not sure when. Do you have a projected date on all this stuff? Oh, we might leak out. We're going to get a website up here shortly. We're yeah. still processing. But um, when that comes up, then we're going to leak out some chapters mm-hmm. of the book. And then eventually the book, I, I'm thinking possibly as early as mid-December. Mm-hmm. But we can. But if people are interested in kind of looking at nibbling on some of this yeah. stuff, yeah. then we'll for the asking. Uh, we will. You got to ask. Yep. We'll we'll probably kick out a PDF file. Right. You know. Right. So, um, but they can contact us through uh, my email J, as in John, right. but just J strain like strain your back. Right. At you got to ask dot com <laughs> jay strain well there you go there's yeah. there's uh, there's some stuff for the listeners uh, a website and follow this process it's going to be real exciting uh, to see this come together and and as john and i have been together now for i don't know 14 years or something why it's uh, it's still it's 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 still red hot i mean it doesn't go away it's just it's there it's real uh, it's purposeful and so, um, again, John, we want to thank you for being a guest on Game Plan for Life, and we'll look forward to our next session. It is my privilege. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Hollingshead Eye Center, see the difference experience makes. For more information, 208-336-8700. Christian Brothers Automotive. Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's. Oh, yes, we did. Rocket Express Car Wash. It's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling. Boise Prostodontics. And Hoffman Auto Body. Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. Have a great weekend, and remember, no game plan, no victory.